welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it on cnjradio.com or you're subscribed on iTunes, never missing a single show. And every episode is on that iTunes feed for you to enjoy. Please go back and listen if you haven't. I'm very proud of these shows, and I'm very proud to have this person here in the Rock Strikes 10 studio with me. We just recorded an episode of our flagship show on CNJ Radio. The Wrestling House Show is our 100th episode. And it also happens to be my partner in CNJ Radio, my best friend in the entire world of all time and for my entire lifetime, Chris. Happy birthday, and welcome to Rock Strikes 10. Thanks, Joey. It's good to be here. Is that a good enough intro? <laughs> I think I think that was... That was very nice. Thank you, John. Yeah, well, you're, you're the co-producer on here, so yes. I, I need that kind of feedback. How, how am I doing? We're about 70 or so episodes yeah. in. And, uh, you know, oh, yeah, before we get started here, thank you so much to the Black Rock Coalition. They actually sent me a very nice email about the last episode for Heavy cool. Metal Soul. And that is honestly one of the proudest moments I've had doing the show so far. So, That's cool. yeah, I was very happy about that. Go back and listen to that show if you haven't. But enough about that, and I promise you everybody, with the few emails that I get, we will do them on the next show. Tonight it's all about you, Chris, and uh, I'm sure friends of the show will not mind that for a single second, because, you know, if if you only listen to this show, you, you may not know a lot about Chris. He came in with us for the Best Albums 2011 episode, which was a lot of fun. Yes. We talked about those, and well, he came on for the Avengers episode last spring-summer Yes. And that was super fun. That was cool. And I, I just like, you know, I'm going to start having more people on the show, whether it be famous, non-famous, friends of mine. I just want everybody to get to know more about you, and I think I'm going to learn a thing or ten as well. <laughs> so, Chris, I've never actually asked you this before. I think I asked you this once, and that was just for the top one. Yeah. But... I was always curious as to what your like top ten Desert Island records are. Sure. And I figured this is the night to do it, so let's just do it, man. Let's go. Let's do it. What you got? Hey, you're st- you're you're programming the show tonight, okay. so well, uh, take I, I'm it the, away. I'm the guest here, so you're you're. Well, you're... let's get into some of your. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm immediately stealing it back from you, <laughs> Chris. As long as I've known you, we actually met each other in high school band and yep. drumline, yep. which is the the coolest part of the band. Yeah. Always has been, always will be. Sorry. But uh, we met each other in Drumline, and I knew you could play some percussion instruments here and there. Yes. Uh, we we enjoyed uh, playing, you know, just hanging out after a while. Yep. You, you started to take up the bass, mm-hmm. and I, I kept to the sixth string. There's way more gigs out there for bass guys, let me tell you. Yeah. But, uh, I played a few gigs here and there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what... Uh, I guess uh, just tell me a little bit about what made you decide to play the bass, and or uh, what are your, some of your influences on that? Or are they more guitar guys or more bass guys? Who do you, uh, more who? bass guys, really. I mean, well, because I did actually pick up the six string first, and but you play guitar, so I, we wanted to do the band thing. So I was like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'll just play the bass. I ended up liking it a lot more and just ran with it. So I can play both. But um, yeah, he's you're very good at six string, by the way, if I do say so. Thank you. So and he's a hell of a keyboard player too. Yeah, I play a little piano, of course percussion and stuff. Although my drum set skills are to be lacking, but yeah. my drum set yeah. has never been good. I I can yeah. do a good four four. I just right. You know, I just I never can... practiced enough to because I was playing the bass, 
Yeah. Slap in the bass. I always said, with all due respect, I could probably be in a ZZ Top tribute band as a drummer. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'd have to take a break, like, during LaGrange. Right. And someone have to step in for yeah. me. All due respect to Frank Beard. Right. Or, you know, like a little, like an ACDC. Little yeah. Phil Rudd. Yeah. Um, anyway. But as far as, like, influences, like, when I was starting, uh, it was obviously high school when I started. And at the time, I was really into um, punk and progressive and ska was, like, what I was really into. So, um, that's another thing that made you really interesting for me and, and fun to be around is that I love both progressive and punk. Yeah. Not a lot of people are into both. Right. And I think that's what makes us different. Yeah, I don't know that my list will actually reflect my musical, the varying range of my musical tastes, but, I mean, these are the records that mean the most to me that I will listen to beginning to end. They'll, if I, I have the CDs, all these CDs, obviously, and this will go, these will go in my car. And they won't leave for a week, even to this day. Yeah, you but, always uh, take them on road trips. Yeah, never not without them. But I love that. Like early influences, um, uh, Tony Canal from No Doubt, who I was super into the time. Um, yeah. A lot of the first. Yeah, we, we met him. Shook yeah. his hand. Yeah, he's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. um, met everybody except Gwen. Yeah, but, she was uh, sick that. Day. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that was her that night. I think they had a body double yeah, against yeah. your face. I think she's already gone. Yeah, they just yeah. wanted us to leave. But, um, yeah, so a lot of the first songs that I learned to play on the bass were actually No Doubt songs from Tragic oh. Kingdom, yeah. which I can still play to this day. Um, I think, who else? I know you're big into Mike Dern. Yeah, Mike so. Dern. Yeah. I like that guy's a, a hell of a bass player. Still yeah, is. he's really good. I will, good feel. I like the melodic the bass lines, things yeah. like that, where it can, it's pretty much the lead. Because in a lot of the, like, the yeah, punk that, stuff that I would listen to, the bass would be the melody as far as the string instruments would yeah. go. And that that goes all the way back to like R and B. and like especially you know I always I always kick it back to Kiss, but like the first three Kiss albums is where those R and B bass lines are. So anybody yeah. even if you don't know old R and B or funk records, you can hear a guy go bono, na, 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 yeah. and it's singing its own song. Yeah. So yeah. and um, John Myung from Dream Theater, who I yeah. was super into at the time, especially in Drumline, of course. Uh, that yeah, was a whole thing. Was yeah, amazing, we, so. it was like every every dude, especially every dude <laughs> right. in the drumline. It was Rush and Dream Theater. Yeah, yeah, and that that's obvious for like prog rock fans, but yeah. that was the thing yeah. in our area. So it was really cool. I remember yeah. like like half of the drumline easily went to go see him yeah. at the Caravan of Dreams in yeah. Fort Worth when they played yeah. on uh, I think it was Falling into Infinity album. Yeah, so things like that. I didn't get to go see him until 2000 twice yeah. with you. I got a feeling that might be coming up later on on the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is actually. But um, yeah. So I think those. I honestly, those are probably like my biggest influences as far as playing. And then, yeah. So yeah. And I'm happy that we that your first concert is the one I went to with you. Yep. It was uh, Ozzy Osbourne on the Retirement Sucks tour. Yeah. Of the Osmosis album, and yeah. it was the beginning of 1994. Five, yeah. Because I remember that because I had worked in Camelot Music, my first music gig, right. and I was like all excited. I was, we were gonna go see Ozzy. I'd never seen Ozzy yeah. before. You yeah, haven't I seen a show. Never, period. Never been to a concert before. So that was super fun. Yeah. You remember the opening bands? Because you know I do this every time. It was it something monkey, push monkey. 
that, no, that was, was the Kiss show. show. That, that was the Kiss. That show. was also a reunion. Yeah, a year and a half later. Who, who did open? I don't remember. The opening, the first stiffs you ever saw on stage were Life of Agony. Okay, and th- th- then Corn. Corn. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate those guys. Yeah, <laughs> and people were laughing at him. It was their yeah. first album. People were laughing at him. I yeah. Went to, I remember going into the bathroom between sets yep. and people were making fun of him. I remember going like during their set. Like, yeah. No, I'm just gonna go to the bathroom. Yeah. But uh, I just, I know some people will, will defend the first couple of corn albums. I just, can't, I can't. No, I, I, I saw it live. I gave it a chance. They blow. No. So they anyway, don't. moving on. We saw the Ozzy show. That was great, and that was a weird lineup for Ozzy. But I'm glad we saw it. it was like Joe Holmes on six string, and on the tour, who was doing the tour? Uh, Randy Castillo was on the drums, and uh, so. I'm glad we got to see... We we saw Randy a few times, actually, which was great. Because yeah. we saw him play with Motley, too, later on. And, I, you know, man, I for the life of me, I can't remember who played bass on that tour. How crazy is that yeah. that I can't remember that? Because right. I know Geezer did the record, but yeah. I don't think he did the tour. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I think he did the tour. I have no clue. Anyway, yeah, but it was a great show. Yeah, You're the show encyclopedia. It's yeah. like, I saw these guys at this time. I don't remember what they played or who was on stage, but I was there. <laughs> yeah. I do remember this is Osmosis tour. The only song he played off Osmosis was uh, "I Just Want You." <laughs> he didn't even play Perry Mason, yeah. which was the big radio song yeah. at the time. I that, I learned to play that. Yeah, that, that, yeah, you, yeah. You, you did a good bass job on that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so anyway, sorry. Let, let's um let's get on to your list, Chris. Right. Let's get into some music. Uh, well, speaking of first, I'll just go with the first CD that I ever owned. I remember um getting into punk at the time through MTV. I hadn't watched MTV in like years. Yeah. And I was in junior high. Is it junior high? Yeah. And um flip over and there's Basket Case. And so my first C D I fell in love and I was like, Oh my god, this is amazing. And that's that got that got me into music, honestly. That video. And um so the first C D I ever owned was Dookie by Green Day. Alright. And uh still a fun record to listen to. Yeah, I can listen to it like forward backward like all the time like yeah. i said all of these are like this so and i did listen to it all the time because my first two cds were actually that and um ignition um by um uh offspring oh yeah so okay. yeah and i listen to those, like all the time uh but i think so this... in a versus mode dookie has it outlasted ignition or yeah yeah okay wow and uh i fell out of love with green day but uh hopefully we'll See what happens. I haven't listened to their new records yet, so uh, me and Nola, like we we got you those three CDs for your birthday and a yeah. few other things. But uh, yeah, I think you're gonna I think you're gonna be back on board. Honestly, best stuff they've done since Warning. Yeah, so, yeah, Warning was good. I yeah. mean, I like how they evolved, but not they they went in a really bad direction. Well, it's so. like American Idiot was. Yeah. I enjoyed it when it came out. But I it got too, so freaking kinda, overplayed. But the, yeah, I got tired of the it. One after it's so. I didn't. I haven't listened to any of it. Don't don't ever listen to yeah. it. Don't ever. It's like people are jealous of me because I've only seen the first three Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. And they want to be like, man, I wish I never watched that fourth one. <laughs> right. Don't ever listen to. the I 21st defend that century. one. When we get our movie show, I'll I'll defend the fourth Indiana Jones. Okay. I'll, this is gonna be <laughs> super fun. Let's let's make that happen sooner than later. So, Chris, what do you got picked off of Dookie? Well, like I said, a lot of these records I listen to like straight through every single time I listen to it. So it's hard for me to pick like, okay, that's the one song. But I'm going to go with uh, Welcome to Paradise. 
which is actually on two of their records. This yeah. was like the second time they had, had it on one of their records. Yeah. So this is like uh, actually version two of it. Yeah. And yeah, you know, I, I like I like that choice because it's not an obvious radio beating, as I like to say. Yeah. Because you know, no matter how good the song is, people have heard some of these songs on radio ad yeah. nauseum. But Welcome to Paradise, I think, is a little bit deeper actually on the yeah. record. And, and it was a it was on the radio, but it, it didn't seem right. to get the play that yeah. Basket Case or When I Come Around did. And see, that, that's gonna you'll probably see that with a lot of these is. I get attracted to a record because of the singles, but then I find a deeper cut that I like more that I'll listen to all the time. So, Well, that's a lot what yeah. Rock Strikes Tens about, so you come to yeah. the right place. Man. Yeah. So let, let's just kick off the show here. I like this as an opener, too, so that's a good pick. It's, it's high energy, and hey, you know, let's go with it. This is Welcome to Paradise by Green Day.
that was Welcome to Paradise by Green Day. And, you know, even if you've heard those songs a billion times, those bass lines, they're, they're so great. Yeah. That's really a lot of it for me, too. And, you know, when, when they came out, you know, I don't think people realized how good a pop sensibility they had. That, that goes yeah. a long way with me. Yeah. So, yeah. And it, it's a cool record, top to bottom. If you never actually heard it top to bottom, there's some really cool songs on there. So. Yeah. Uh, What's another, some of your favorites on there? Uh, F.O.D., uh, She... Um, those are the ones that jump out like immediately that I love. Yeah. Stuff and like I said, I came in right after that. I came in on Insomniac. I like it. that's that album's got a lot of great albums yeah. too. Like yeah. I I really like '86. Uh, we that mm-hmm. was one of our favorites. Yeah. And you know stuff. Oh man, so that's a good record. Uh, but anyway, let's move on. Chris. Uh, yeah. Next. Yeah, I'm gonna stick to the pop punk but I'm going to get into a little bit of the, the ska which I was really into at the time but this actually this first record was more pop punk uh, for these guys uh, a band that I really fell out of love with uh, Goldfinger oh yeah yeah self-titled record Goldfinger yeah I the first record I listened to this constantly and I still can second record took a while to grow on me Hangups was still good, still good, but though. it was yeah after because it was so different. I mean, yeah. it was a lot cleaner. There was a lot more of the ska influence. But after a few listens, I was like, you know, I really like this. But Stomping Ground was great. I love Stomping, Stomping Ground. Was Ground. really good, yeah. and that's actually one of my. Uh, I think I like that one almost as much as the first album. Honestly, I, not me, but yeah, <laughs> I think it's got uh, some of the some of the arrangements. They 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 lean a little more hard rock on the third one. Maybe yeah. that's what does it for me. Yeah. But yeah, that first album. You know what I'm gonna say, Chris? You know what that first album? I think of every time if I hear anything off of it. You know where I? You know where my mind immediately goes to? PlayStation. Oh yeah. I I can't tell you how many hours we spent playing, uh, Jet Moto <laughs> and Need for Speed. Yeah. And and also Pashido the, Blade and Pashido Blade and also the, like the '64 wrestling games. Yeah. Listening to that first Goldfinger album, that was that was the one we listened to the most, I think. Yeah, it's a, it was a great record for the time, and it's still really fun to listen to. Uh, yeah, because I mean, it's almost like it doesn't stop. I mean, a lot of the yeah. songs bleed into the next one, and so it's just like it just keeps going up until like the last few songs. They're obviously very clear cut but the first few songs like the first half of that record it's just like constant stream of noise and it's yeah. beautiful that's a lot so, of fun great it. riffs on there too there were some yeah. good riffs yeah. I think that guy he wrote catchy enough songs it was John John Feltman that's his mm, name yeah. right uh-huh. and he wound up being like a song doctor for, yeah. a, for a lot of, young, for a lot of younger people. pop punk bands that yeah. the labels were trying to capture on their image yeah. and well let's give him some songs so let's get this guy yeah. to do it because you know they were almost too old to do it when they came out. Right. Like, they were, you know, like, they, they, the boat kind of sailed on, on their yeah. age, but they were still putting out quality records until about the fourth album. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, the first yeah. three studio albums in the in the cover EP, and yeah. I'm good. Yeah. That's my bubble. The, the fourth one, the, there were a few songs that I tried to like off that one, yeah. and I, I, st- I still own it, and I'll give it a listen every now and then, but it's it's not that good. Yeah, and yeah. the one after that was really bad. Man. I don't know if they do anything. I since haven't or... heard. I haven't. I haven't heard anything past the fourth. I heard a couple of the songs. Like, I wish I had a stalker or something like that. It's so mm. bad. Ugh. So I, that good. makes me sad. But this record, Goldfinger, is top ten at least favorite of all time. Obviously, because it's on my Rock Strikes Ten list. Yeah. So, so who are you going to uh, sell this Goldfinger album to my my listeners on, Chris? Um, I'm going to go. Like I said, a lot of the early songs bleed together, which I like a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, like Anxiety is one of my favorite tracks off of there. 
But I think as far as like a standalone song, I'm gonna go with pictures. Ah, that's a good one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's do let's do some pictures. This is Goldfinger. This is towards the end of the album too. I remember. Yeah. It's like the second to last song, mm-hmm. I think. But here you go. Here's pictures. It's a good one. singer and rhythm guitarist literally stuck his ass in our face at one point. <laughs> right. That was Goldfinger with Pitcher. Yes. Yes. And yeah, we've seen them a few times live and actually Do I you remember the reference I'm making there? Like, uh, we were at Deep Ellum Live, we went to go see them and this was like this was like right around the second album. Yeah. If, if that had even come out. I think the second album had been out. Yeah. And they were playing Deep Elm Live. And, and, and surprisingly, I forget the opening bands. But it wasn't the biggest crowd that we ever saw there. We saw Goldfinger headlined and openers. I don't know if it's the same show you're talking about. Could be. It was Safe Ferris and the Aquabats. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. That, that's and I discovered Safe Ferris and the Aquabats that night. Yeah. And I love... They didn't make the list, but I love both of them still to this day. So. Yeah. I just remember them doing uh, the Fuck You and Your Cat song. Yeah. And he, and then right before the big heavy part started, yeah. he stage dived, 
out into the crowd, and we were the only ones that really oh, yeah. caught him. I remember that. And man, that took a lot out of you. Yeah. Like, it, I was like, God. Yeah. They were like, get back on stage. Like, pushing yeah. him right back there. I think it was like one other guy that caught him. So, yeah. with the, the strength of us three, right. we just whoa, lunged him back on yeah. stage. And, like, the, I think the security guard had yeah. to grab his hand and throw him back in there. But, and that, that was at the time when we were going to a lot of shows, and I was adamant about getting there early and always being like right up front right and staying up front. there the whole time. Which so. is totally fine. That yeah. was the thing to do. Love Still it. is. Yeah. So. Yeah. That, that's a fun record. I'm going to have to go back and listen to these tomorrow like all yeah. the way like top yeah. to bottom. You got me inspired, Chris. All right. Good. Well, let's keep going. What, what you got? Um, I'm going to try to change it up a little bit because honestly I do have a lot of pop punk on here so I'm going to try to vary it up a bit um, but not just by default but just because this is some of the stuff I love too. Kind of around the same time. Well, not really. I guess it was a little after. Uh, actually, it was quite a few after. But uh, Anthrax, I love. I love, I love, I love, I love. Um, the latest record, was it Worship Music? Yeah. I We've liked had some it. talks about this yeah, too. Yeah. Um, I do like it, but my favorite records are uh, Volume 8 and We've Come For You All. Those hard, are hard to argue those. two of the best records ever produced, in my opinion. And I can listen to those front and back. I had a really, actually, hard time deciding which of the two I like better. Well, I'm curious as to what you're gonna pick. So now. I'm not. I think I know which one you're leaning towards. I'm not sure. All right, because I, <laughs> I'm going with the second one. We've come for you all. Wow, it has surpassed Volume yeah. Eight. I remember you. I remember after a few years, even you said yeah. you still liked Volume Eight more. But now yeah. we've come for you all has become the record. Right? I think so. Just there's just some really, really phenomenal tracks on that one yeah. that I just love. I don't know why I didn't just violently drag you to that show that I went to on yeah. that tour. <laughs> I don't know what was going on then, but man, I wish you could have seen that tour. It was yeah, brilliant. Too. Um, but I think I'm going to go from this album, We've Come For You All, I'm going to go with What Doesn't Die, I think is my favorite track on there. Yeah. If you haven't heard anything off this album, after that after that great build-up intro, it's like a minute of just like build-up like yeah. crash drums. This song kicks in, and there's no going back. It's, yeah. it's a great record, and there's actually a lot of pop sensibility on it too. Yeah. So there's some really memorable, catchy choruses on there yeah. too. So this is one of my favorite metal albums of all time, and apparently, I guess it's Chris's. Yes. So here you go. This is Anthrax with "What Doesn't Die." Turn this thing up to its maximum volume right now. <laughs>
right, there you go. Just when you think you have all the answers, Chris changes the question. Throws a little <laughs> anthrax. After Green Day and Goldfinger, we play some anthrax, and that's what we do here on friggin' Rock Strikes 10. That was what doesn't die into a river of blood, Chris. <laughs> and uh, further listening and viewing, you have to get We've Come For You All, of course. Also features some of the last work of Dimebag Daryl on there yep. in a couple of instances. And go get the Music of Mass Destruction CD-DVD set commemorating that tour in a very mellow Chicago crowd. Let me tell you, no, yeah, Chicago is, is they kill. Yeah. And it's a great DVD, so go check it out. I'm sending Chris home with it tonight. Sweet. And uh, yeah, yeah, that great works. Captain America photo on the yeah, cover. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, how come I don't have that shirt yet? Right. I mean, come on. Thank you, Alex Ross. Anthrax is one of those bands, like, I love John Bush is my favorite vocalist from that band ever. It's like with the Misfits. uh, Michael Graves is the best vocalist they've ever had. I don't care what anybody says. I'll argue anyone on both of those points. I'm with you on that, man. And, uh, you know, this came out last week also. Speaking of Anthrax, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that there's a new covers EP out by Anthrax that you got to go pick up. I mean, nice. right there. And I'm showing him that there's, you get uh, like six different covers. Uh, whichever one you get, you're not, you don't know until you open it. That's cool. So I got the Boston parody cover. So it's nothing but 70s covers. Anthrax doing Rush's anthem. Mm-hmm. Also, Boston smoking. ACDC's TNT. Journeys keep on running. Cheap Tricks, Big Eyes, one of my favorite songs of all time. And then Lizzie's Jailbreak, and there's a couple of different versions of Crawl from the last album, nice. just as a bonus. I don't know why, but whatever. I, <laughs> I realize it's all 70s-based covers, Chris, but I had heard that they did a session where they covered Running Down a Dream. Oh, uh-huh. cool. Man, why wasn't that included on yeah. here? Because, you know, Petty is a 70s-based yeah. artist. That would have worked. That's my favorite Petty song. So. There you go. I would have I loved that. Yeah. But moving on, uh, that was a lot of fun. What you got next for us, Chris? I'm actually going to tie this together a little bit. Ooh. You just were speaking of Anthrax covers. Okay. I'm going with a band that Anthrax covered on their last record. Ah, well, yeah. then it has to be Refused, right? Yes, yes. Refused, The Shape of Punk to Come is... I, I, I'm saying this about all of them, but this is... Th- this one is actually top five records of all time of wow. any sort. I I will listen to this. All the time. I, I got to take credit for this one. I got to yeah. be a little egocentric. Yeah. And, be, yeah. and I remember telling you about these guys as soon as I saw them. I was like, dude. Yeah. And how long did it take? Took a, did it take a little while for the for these guys with you? or Not you really, just, no. Okay, great. But yeah. I just love it. I mean, the way the whole record's put together. Because I really like albums, not just like songs. I, and this yeah. is really an album because it's just, it's one of those. It just goes. And if you stop listening to it at any point, you're missing out. You need to yeah. listen to the whole thing. Yeah, that's a great thing they did. And and even even after the guy left to do International Noise Conspiracy, he still put out albums like that to where they even had like negative time tracks on the CD. Right. So if you weren't listening to the yeah, album right. top to bottom, you didn't hear the little between song. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Refuse, Shape of Punk to Come. It's it's a watershed album for that whatever genre that created, yeah. whatever subgenre that was. Yeah. You know, and I hate to say screamo because it's it, it, that would be the case mm, where no, that's not screamo. That'd be the case where the fan club really sucks. Yeah, you know, yeah. because they didn't get it right. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's great. I love the fact that metal people love this album and punk people love it. Yeah. It's because it, it, it's it's a hybrid album. I, yeah. I say that word a lot, but it's totally true. Right, and it's it's almost like 
It's proggy in the sense that it's it's a real album. Right. I don't know. Man. I think that's probably why I like it so much. It, the, yeah. That kind of meshes like everything that I really love. So yeah. yeah. I, I have a hard time picking like a track off of this one, honestly. Yeah. I mean, a few spring to mind, but I can't. I mean, new noise obviously is. Yeah. But I don't played know. Played that. I, I. You know what? Let Let's try. Since uh, we have a hard time, I'm gonna narrow it down some. I've played Refused or Fucking Dead on the show, yeah. and I've played New Noise on the show before. Yeah. Let's just start from the top, man. Let Let Let's kick it off. And I love the I love the intro. Yeah. You know, even though I don't necessarily agree with it, <laughs> what I love. That that's the thing. They they say the classics never die or get old, but they do. It's something yeah. he says that right at the beginning. Yeah. And like I said, I don't really necessarily agree with the statement either, but I like it. Right. You know, it it sets the tone and the precedent for what you're about to hear. Right. Like throw it all out the window, whatever you thought is wrong. You know, take like London Calling for instance. You know, what what's one of the first lines in like the first verse where he says phony Beatlemania has bit the yeah. dust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if you like the Beatles, you gotta love the balls on that. Right. To put that on a record, yeah. you know, even if Refuse don't believe that the the classics never get old, right? Maybe they do believe it. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because it makes that album that much better. Exactly. So let's kick it off with that. Let's do it. They told me that the classics never got a style, but they do. They do. Somehow, baby. I never thought that we do too. Thank you. 
That was Worms of the Senses, and then Faculties of the Skull. It's like one of those Slash titles. Yeah. There you go. That was the first song off of Refuse 1999. Ridiculously awesome instant classic record, The Shape of Punk to Come. Very fittingly that it's on Chris's Desert Island Top 10. What else there is to say? Go get that record. Buy that record. Don't can't <laughs> don't download yeah. individual songs off it. Just get the record because it's an amazing listening experience. And yeah, they had to make more like that. Yeah, glad they're back together. I'm kind of hoping for a new record for sure. I yeah, like sure. their legacy being two and done. They deserve better than that, right? You know, they're the very British television in that sense. They just got out while the getting was good, and they were yeah. at their peak. But I, I'm greedy. I want more. <laughs> I want more INC records down the line too. But I really yeah. want another Refuse record. Right. Anyway, and Good also stuff. come to Texas. Right. <laughs> I'll go see you anywhere in Texas if you just come. So, all right, moving on. Um, All right, Uh, this next one, it's obviously a band that has to be on here. I already mentioned them, Dream Theater. Okay. There's two records, actually. I wrote one down initially, like immediately, which I know you know what it is, I'm sure. But oh, then, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I also, Train of Thought has actually really grown on me. And I love that record Ooh. so much. I think Honor Thy Father could is up there as like one of my favorite songs that they've ever done. Okay. I listen to that like all the time. Well, I'll tell you what. But I, I'm yeah. gonna read your mind, even though I, I I know for sure I know what the other entrant yeah. the other entrant is Met- Metropolis two thousand, Scenes from a Memory, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Scenes from a Memory is a great record. But I think I'm gonna go ahead I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a pass, Chris. I'm gonna let you do a tie <laughs> entry. All right. So you definitely should get scenes from a memory, yeah. Because it's an album. That that's why I'm not going to pull an individual that's, off of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's that much of an album right. to where I can't. You know, I could do fades or whatever. I've done it before here that's, on the show. That's the thing because I was trying to think of a one track off of this that you could play that would represent it, but you can't. I would. You know? I, I would play home if you if you mm-hmm. forced me just yeah. because that's what I that's what got me to buy the album yeah. when I heard that song because I heard it on a, an unmodern rock show right. that we used to have out here in Dallas on the Eagle, so I would probably play that, it, but it's like what twelve minutes yeah, <laughs> but uh, I don't even care how long it is. I, I like the idea of talking about Train of Thought because that is not only is that probably one of the more underrated albums of any rock band of the last ten years. Yeah, it's it's. It's definitely the heaviest album Dream Theater ever yeah. did. I think people that have one idea about them, if they heard this record, I think it would surprise them a lot. Right. That's like the 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 album they wanted Metallica to be making at that time, and they weren't. Right. That's yeah. what I think. Right. Yeah, because I mean, I got in Dream Theater like we said in high school, and I was in there from like the first record, and it's it got 
yeah, train of thought is so heavy, and I I love it so much. So what do you think, Little Honor of Thy Father? Yes, definitely. All right, man, let's do it. Turn this one up. Dream Theater, Honor of Thy Father.
right, that was Dream Theater off of the 2003 record called Train of Thought. Seven song album, yeah. but it's over an hour, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Dream Theater for yeah. you. Some great clips from uh, Magnolia in there. Yeah. Sure, yeah. I remember that. Which I actually had heard this song before I ever saw the movie. Really? Yeah. And then I was like, oh my, that's from Dream Theater. Cause, I, I could have yeah. sworn we saw that movie together when it came out, but I Did, guess I'm wrong. I, I didn't, well, okay, well, I didn't remember that audio being from that. So and then when I watched it again, I guess that's probably what it was. I was like, oh my God, that's that's that. That makes sense. Yeah. And, and I love the fact that, I, I, I think, I almost, I don't know this to be a fact, but I'm pretty sure that Steve Harris from Iron Maiden were listening to Dream Theater's albums and going, yeah. man, I really like the sound of those. Yeah. And, then afterwards, Kevin Shirley started producing all of the Maiden albums subsequently. Right. So if you're wondering why, where that that prog influence that Maiden's been getting in the last ten years, yeah, of course they grew up on that stuff. But I think uh, having Kevin Shirley on the boards with Steve Harris has a lot to do with it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So and you get the same cool sound and big production records. But I think that's a good album to bring up, Chris. So that that's a good one that people may not know about. Yeah. Especially, like I said, if they have one idea of the band, go check that one out. If you just want a good metal record, get Train of Thought. Right, exactly. So, yeah. All right. We're on a roll here. What you got next, man? Um, I'm, I'm going to try to lighten the mood a little bit. Um, I did say that I love ska music, and one of my favorite bands coming out of high school and beyond was Real Big Fish. Oh, and, there we are. We're going to have yeah. some fun. <laughs> and my still my favorite record that they've ever done is uh, Why Do They Rock So Hard? Wow, I not not uh, turn the radio off. Nope. Huh? Nope. Wow, so that was one of our PlayStation records. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I just think I mean it's it's obviously better produced. There's a lot more guitar. And, That's true. And rock sensibility to yeah. it. They almost so. got they almost they got into a real like arena rock kind of production, yeah. especially on Cheer Up. Uh huh. They went really really good production. Right. Yeah. And for a band that had you know definitely a. I hate to say the word cheapy sounding, mm-hmm. but even like on Turn the Radio Off, you could hear that it wasn't as expensive to produce. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah that was kind of the charm in it. But I liked where they were going. Like, I liked the bigger guitar. You know me. I want a bigger guitar yeah. sound no matter yeah. where I am. So, yeah. Man, I haven't I haven't busted this one out in a long time. I, don't <laughs> I, know. Still, I still bust it out every once in a while. And like I said, it'll stay in my car for like a week. Yeah. And I can still sing every single word to every single song on that record. Yeah. And I do it in my car all the time. I bought, I bought the, the, I remember the, they put the shirt out for one of the songs they used as the title on the album before the album came out. And I remember buying it because I was like, I'm going to wear this to every show I go to. Yeah. Because on the back of it, it said, thank you for not moshing. Yeah. <laughs> so. And we uh, used to say that every time we went to a show. <laughs> yeah. Of course, so, I've been in a few mosh pits here and there, but yeah, you know, that's neither here nor there. But uh, yeah, well, you know, like I said, there's some people, like I said, once again, you know, I, some of the friends of my show, maybe they. I've never given Real Big Fish a chance. So what have, what have you got for us here, Chris? I'm going to go... It was the single off the, the record, which okay. I love. I mean, I love all the songs. Um, I Want Your Girlfriend to Be My Girlfriend is one of my standouts. But I'm going to go with the setup. You need this. Okay. Let's do it, man. This is Real Big Fish making their Rock Strikes 10 debut here. And, uh, man, yeah, I just hadn't thought about them in a while. So <laughs> this is going to be a lot of fun for me. So here you go. This is the setup by Real Big Fish.
That was Real Big Fish with the setup and then parentheses, You Need This, off of the 1998 album, Why Do They Rock So Hard, an album that is now 15 years old, Chris. Stop it. Stop <laughs> doing that. <laughs> people, I, I do that at work, too, man. I'm just like... Uh, I've already had people call me old lately. Like, thank what? you. <laughs> really? In, in a manner of speaking, yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but you, 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 start, you start working with these people that are like just turning like 21, you know? Right. And, you know, then... The, and I, I even have that at my job. Yeah. And I'll, I'll repeat something that I heard on the internet that day or something yeah. like everybody else says. Like, do you realize now yeah. that Ralph Macchio was the same age that Pat Morita was when they did the first Karate <laughs> Kid? And they're like, shut up! Stop it! You're not helping my day. But that's what I do. Right. But anyway, what a great segue I gave you there. Chris, what are um, we doing next? Uh, we're going to keep it a little bit on the lighter side still, I think. Uh, I'm going to go with a record that kind of surprised me at how much I absolutely loved it. There's a pretty good range of uh, musical tones on this record. 
But I'm going with Fountains of Wayne, Welcome Interstate Managers. Ooh, that's a good record. Love it so much. Yeah. I haven't actually listened to a lot of other Fountains of Wayne, but not just I can because I don't like it, but um, yeah. I just, this is the one that I, I have the CD of it that I bought, and there was, I constant, constant well, listening. Well, that's probably, that's, a, that's their best-selling record, too, at this point. But, yeah, if, you like, if you're a fan of power pop, you need, if you don't have Fountains of Wayne in your life, you need to do that. I know... Uh, a uh, really good friend of the show, Tino. He's he likes Fountain Wayne a lot too. We, yeah. we have the same kind of opinions about him. You need to check out the follow-up album to that. Traffic and Weather yeah. is almost surpassed that album for really? me. Welcome oh. Interstate Managers, but Welcome Interstate Managers is a different album too. That yeah. being said, Traffic and Weather is a little more lighthearted and a little yeah. more. Uh, I want to say almost like a new wave throwback record. Oh really? But this one's a lot more singer-songwriter, but yeah. a lot of I good, think that, a lot of good pop sensibility. I think that's too. what I like about it. Yeah, it's, it's even a country song on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um what's the what's the girl's name? Oh, oh there was Hey Julie. Yeah, Hey Julie. Yeah. That was the one. Yeah. That's the country song. I see that's one of that's one of my favorites on there. Um actually no, uh Hung Up on You is the country song I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's real that's a honky tonk yeah. song is what yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. But because you can see people you immediately see people two stepping when you hear yeah. it. It's yeah. one of those little yeah. pedal steel and all that stuff. Yeah. So I I mean there's so Great record. So many songs on this I have a hard time. Yeah. Like Maybe we can come to a consensus. Help me out, but mm-hmm. I love those two. Um, um, all kinds of time. Um, mm-hmm. Mexican wine, bright future in sales. Uh, <sighs> so I don't know, and I'm not even mentioning Stacy's mom because that's not one of my favorites on the record. Yeah, that's the song that got everybody to buy the record. Yeah. But if anybody actually listened to it top to bottom, they'd be like, "Wow!" So I mean, any one of those, I could. I mean, I just don't know. You know what? Let's 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 kick in a ballad, man. I'm I'm feeling all kinds of time tonight. All right, let's, let's do, do that. We're feeling old anyway, so let's right. do that one. <laughs> let's get depressed. <laughs> right. <laughs> so there you go. A, a band that I tout is a very fun, light-hearted power pop band. Let's let's go with the, yeah. the sad. Haley's sad... Waitress, I love a lot too. Sorry, but yeah. What, which one? Haley's Waitress. Yeah, that's a good one too. But no, all kinds of time. Let's do it. Let's go with. Okay, here's Founds of Wayne off of. Putting my hand to my head here. 2003's yep. Welcome Interstate Managers. This is all kinds of time. The clock's running down. The team's losing ground. To the opposing the young quarterback waits for the snap when suddenly it all starts to make sense he's got all kinds of time he's got all kinds of time all kinds of time he's got all kinds of time all kinds of time He takes a step back He's under attack But he knows that no one can touch him now He seems so at ease A strange inner peace Is all that he's feeling so He's got all kinds of time All kinds of time 
right, there you go. That was All Kinds of Time by Fountains of Wayne off of the album Welcome Interstate Managers. That is a great record. And I'd say you're, I'd say you'd give any of their records a chance. I wasn't huge on the album they put out last year, so I'd say everything else is totally cool. <laughs> Let's go with that. And let me, let me have some fun tie-ins here. I, I'm really hoping that Adam Schlesinger can get back with James Eha and do another Tenant Windows record. I love that record, yeah. You you gave me that record. Yeah, I listen to it a lot. Yeah. And and here's a, here's another fun tie-in. It's also James Eha's birthday today. Oh, yeah. You share a birthday with <laughs> right. him. That's cool. So a lot of fun tie-ins there. Yeah. And Steven Tyler, but there's no Aerosmith on my list. So. God, how many more have we got left, Chris? We, we, three um, left. God, time flies on this show. Every I say that a lot. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, three more and we're out. What do you got? Um, gonna speed it back up a bit. Uh, these last three actually are gonna be pretty upbeat, fast-paced. Uh, going back to my roots in what I first started loving, what made me love music, uh, the pop punk kind of sensibilities. I'm gonna go with Rancid for this one. Ah. So many records to choose from. I loved Rancid so much. Like I still to this day, like everything they yeah. do, I love. You know, my um, favorite Rancid album is. What's that? It's actually Life Won't Wait. Oh, nice. Love that record. Yeah. That's 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 my going vacation record. Yeah. So I've I've done I've done two trips to Florida with that album. Nice. So yeah. And we actually met Tim. Yeah. On that on that tour with the Beastie, Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys, yeah. Yeah. And I I bought a rancid T shirt that that night. That was the only thing I bought. Yeah. And I made sure I told him that right away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then that then you remember what happened yeah. like right after because we got out of the show just a little bit early. It was like right after the BCs were closing with like Intergalactic or yeah. something like that. We kind of got we out wanted to, to beat, beat the, the traffic. Crowd, yeah. But we ran into Tim on the way to the There was there was a bus. There's nobody else out there. There was yeah. a bus and there's this guy with the mohawk like standing yeah. there outside the bus. Yeah. Asked us for a cigarette. It was weird. Yeah, or it was, a weird. It was or a something. No, no, no. What happened what was, was, was he he was coming out and it, I think he was about to and then uh we started talking to him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden this random and That's nobody right. else yeah. was out there. It was like a ghost town, but all of a sudden this random girl yeah. Came out and started talking like all bad, like, "Hey, you guys, got a cigarette?" That was what it was, yeah. And then uh, I was like, "I don't smoke," and Chris was like, Rrr. and then like, uh, <laughs> yeah, "That's exactly." Oh, no. And then uh, Tim was like, oh. "And like Tim with his like four pack a day smoker voice, like, right. oh, man, I don't have any cigarettes.'" Yeah. Like Tom Waits telling you he yeah. doesn't have a cigarette, right? And she was like, oh. "All right, <laughs> whatever," and she walks away, yeah. not even realizing who. Yeah. Tim, you know, obviously she doesn't even know who Tim is. She probably just right. came out from a bar somewhere, right? And then, and then Tim was like, said something to the effect of, "Freaking bitch, I got a whole carton on the bed. <laughs> not getting one of them." <laughs> so, so yeah. there's our rancid memory. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I think the record I'm gonna go with that means the most to me is "And Out Come the Wolves." Oh, nice. Let's see that one. Yes. Uh, unless you just have something you really, really want to hear off that album, Chris, I would love to get an audible in. Okay. I can't. I don't know if I can resist because I'm gonna get really mushy here. All right. And I think since we're doing the show here together and bringing up memories of our original, like OG years of becoming best friends, you know what I'm gonna say, man? Old friend. I'll do yeah, it. Let's do it. All right, man. This is Rancid with old friend. Here you go. <laughs>
with old friend thank you very much chris for letting me stick my ass in and pick the song for that one <laughs> no worries but uh that was off of an outcome the wolves and i want to say that album is either 95 or 96 but i do know that we saw them on that tour as well yeah because they played Lollapalooza that year yeah and i remember another tem memory tem comes out and he was left-handed mm. so that's punk rock in itself left-handed pink gretsch guitar strung down to his knees yeah like, how cool is that? <laughs> and Lars is the man. I love Lars, by the way. Yeah. And Lar- Lars is the most likely member of Rancid to listen to the Wrestling House show, but right. um, it's a cool band, man. Yeah. Still doing it, and they still sound great. Yeah. That's the other and thing. And they recently, I saw on Facebook, I think you saw it too, they actually were releasing like a, a bootleg, like yeah. just for free. Here, download yeah. this. Yeah. So, cool um, guys. It's nice to get free stuff from the band. Yeah. You know, I don't feel guilty with that. Right. So. And... If it let the dominoes fall, the last studio they put out was really good. Yeah. So it, it definitely, you know, it's funny. It has almost the same kind of imagery as and out come the wolves right. and, and, and even let's go. And there's a reason for that because stylistically it's a good callback yeah. to that those records. And like I said, I don't think you're really doing any kind of, uh, I don't think you're doing yourself a disservice listening to any of those records. No. I think actually the one... I didn't like as much top to bottom was indestructible, but when I went back and listened to it recently, I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, I like everything that they've done. I yeah, I really like. Yeah, it's one of those cool bands. Like if you ever actually, even if you know, especially it's almost such a sin to say this in the world of punk, mm. 
But if you went back and pulled all the singles, quote unquote singles, from all the records and you put it on a CD, yeah. that'd be one of the best CDs ever. Yeah, it would. Really yeah. would. Can you imagine an album that has Time Bomb, Ruby Soho, Fall Back Down, Red Hot Moon? Yeah. Like all on the same record? Yeah. So cool. Sidekick was one of my favorite. Oh, Sidekick's yeah, great. Yeah. That was good. You put, I remember um, yeah. you put that on a mixtape for me. Yep. That was like one of the first songs I ever had by them. Yeah. Because you made me like all sorts of mixtapes. I was like, here. Yeah. Uh, it's not gay because, you know, <laughs> you know, you can make a mixtape for your one guy best friend right. because you want him to dig the same music you do. Exactly. But and you yeah. listen to everything. So it's like, here, you've heard this before. Just whatever. I just filter out yeah. what I think you'd really like. So, love me some rancid. I, I'm I'm due for another concert of theirs at some yeah. point. Yeah. So, all right. All right. Would... I'm gonna keep up the pace with this. I'm gonna go with another uh, pop punk band because that's what I like. And I'm gonna go with the Vandals this time. Ah, no strangers to rock strikes. Yes. And the great Vandals. Oh God, let me. If I had to think about it. Hmm. What is Chris gonna pick? And I'm really, I'm, I'm really genuine in here. Yeah. I I told Chris not to tell me what he was There's gonna play. There's a lot of stuff show. I could pick, but I think I narrowed it down because I've actually been listening to this recently. It's in my car right now. <sighs> I think it's between two albums. God, for me, it's three. Okay. My Vandals is a three-way tie for third. And it, please tell me it's one of these. It's either Live Fast, Diarrhea, Hitler, Bad Vandals, Good, or Look What I Almost Stepped In. It's one of those three. Yes. I'm gonna say <laughs> it's the middle one. You're right. Yeah. yeah, Hitler Bad Vandal's good. Yeah, Hitler Bad Vandal's good. You pick anything off of that, I'm I'm happy to play it. I'm going with My Girlfriend's Dead. <laughs> I love that song so much. <laughs> All right, man, just for you. This album is so great. This is like, that one, this, I mean, it, the whole album is fun. The whole album is just great. But this um, one is has the lighthearted arrangement yeah. along with the comedy. The rest of it's like hard rock punk yeah. with comedy lyrics. That one and Effed Up Girl. Yeah. Are the two like comedy yeah, arrangements right. on this? But man, my girlfriend's dead. That's hard to argue. Yeah. So here we go. This is great vandals with my girlfriend's dead.
There you go, Chris, and everybody else out there. That was My Girlfriend's Dead from yeah. the 1998 record. That's another one. 98, yeah. well represented on here. Yeah. From the album Hitler, Bad, Vandal's Good. You must get that record. To me, this album is probably the pinnacle of SoCal pop-punk humor. Yeah. Just and great performances, too. That's the thing I've always loved about the Vandals. Those guys can play. Right. You know, and even having someone like Warren... He's he's great. Dave's great, and and Josh Freeze, who does billions of records, right. and still does. And further listening, get "Look What I Almost Stepped In" yeah. and "Live Fast Diarrhea," and also get Josh Freeze's solo album, "Notorious One Man Orgy." Those are great <laughs> records. Those are yeah. all amazing. I'm just, we're just looking at the track list for Heather Batvanel's good. I mean, we could have played any of those songs. I know, huh? Yeah. I I haven't thought about that song in a little bit. Yeah. But that is a funny freaking song. Yeah. Oh God, all of it. <laughs> so yeah, and, I love, I love, I really. And it per- ends, and it ends with a cover of "So Long <laughs> yep. Farewell" from the Sound of Music, which fits you- perfectly with me because I love musicals. <laughs> so yeah, I think this this album actually probably represents me the best out of anything that I've like my personality. I think because yeah. I was gonna say my personality doesn't really reflect, but I enjoy. I mean, the fast pace and the fun and the pop and. Yeah musicals and yeah. so this is this is me in a record i like it heavy riffs with light-hearted yes. material uh, and i tell everyone my girlfriend's dead so <laughs> yeah um, um and i do have an idea for a movie so okay okay so last one god is it the last one yeah, already it's the last one already all right hit me man little, how you got a big big closer right uh for me yeah um this is also i believe still 2003 is also well represented on here because you welcome interstate managers was I believe this one is from 2003 as well, from the Suicide Machines. Uh, wow. I'm matching some gasoline. Wow. So that's your favorite album by them, huh? Yeah. Well, definitely, for sure. I, I am not as familiar with this album. I, really? I know I know the first two ad nauseum. I have, I have kind of an on and off history with uh, with the Suicide Machines because uh first two, and the first one especially, that's another PlayStation classic yeah. for us, Destruction by Definition. That almost made my list because that's probably my second favorite that they've yeah. ever done yeah and battle hymns was good but it wasn't great no like i liked it and i i would still listen to it but there's it a lot of songs on that they're, they're really short though yeah they do they, they do the sod thing where they yeah. have like five second songs uh but the third one i didn't like at all i liked I two songs yeah. on it i think yeah. and i actually think that the best the best thing they did at that time was a song that wound up on the slc punk soundtrack mm-hmm. And that was their cover of uh, Lynn Anderson's "I Never Promised You a Rose Garden." Yeah, that's a great song. That's a great yeah. performance. Yeah. I, I love that song regardless. Call call me whatever you want, but that's a good one. Uh, but that third album, to me, it just screamed like we're trying to sell out. Yeah, that is and that's of course the number one cardinal sin of punk is do not sell out. Yeah, right. And what's even worse, I think, is when you try to sell out. And you don't. Right. You don't you don't <laughs> yeah. make it. Like yeah. they fell on their ass. Yeah. And then they immediately like the next album they went back to their roots. Because I actually did like Steal This Record. Steal yeah. This Record's good. Yeah. I played their version of It's the End of the World as we know it on the show last uh-huh. year. But uh, you know, I need to you know, you, you got me wanting to listen to this album now. Matches uh, some gasoline. Matches some gasoline is their best record. Really? Yeah. It easily for me. Wow, so, okay. Well um, well hit me. Tell me something about it. Uh well I mean it's another one that just kind of flows together and just like I can't I have a hard time try like labeling like one song is like this represents the record but it's very because they're this has been a lot of pop punk but they're more like metal punk 
you know, I mean, because the lead singer, I forget his name, but he actually, like, did this, like, metal band afterwards called The Hellmouth, I believe. Jason Navarro. Yeah, so I actually did. Yes, get, I was looking it up for you. <laughs> I actually did get to see these guys live before they broke up, so I'm very thankful for that. Oh, cool! I haven't and, had that pleasure yet. Yeah, so, uh, it, it was, looks like they just got back together last year. Oh, did they? Nice. Yeah, they re- they did a reunion show, so hopefully some more stuff to come. Yeah, because I I remember that show. I think I want to say they opened for No Use for a Name. Oh wow! I want to say, and actually, because I was up in the front with. Uh, with one of my other friends, and the lead singer, uh, Jason Navarro, actually, after their set, he came down and was, like, hanging out. He's, like, standing right beside me as we were watching the show. I was like, oh, sweet, hey, liked your set. Yeah. So, wow. that's pretty that was cool, really cool, man. I remember, I remember, I, I, I think uh, we convinced the manager of that, that record shop over by where I used to work after a while, but uh, I'm not going to give him any pub, but... uh. We we scammed the the banner subway poster battle hems off of them and I gave it to you and and you had that hanging up for years. No, that was um I won that from um the CD store that we used to go to all the time. Yeah, that's that the one I was, that was the one I was yeah, talking yeah. about. Oh, was okay. it a contest? Yeah, okay. it was a contest. I used to scam other posters off oh, of them. Oh no, so, okay. it was it wasn't a po- it was like a, a wall scroll like made out of vinyl. Oh, like cool. front and back, yeah, and huge, like, I don't know, like... It's very propaganda Five looking, by four yeah. foot, yeah, so I still have that, yeah. Very cool. It's awesome, yeah, but yeah, that was like a contest. I don't know how many people entered, but I ended up getting it, so that hung up in my room for a long time, so I haven't... Yeah. All right, but anyway, going back to Imagines and Gasoline, Chris, uh, you you got to sell me and everybody else on this, so <laughs> what song you you going to pick to close out the show with? The best song on this record, by a narrow margin, but I, I, it's... It's great. It's very serious, but it's it has a good message or an interesting message because um, they're very they got very political. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and um, this kind of goes along with it. This is your silence, kind of in the middle of the record. It's so good. If you hadn't heard it in a while, listen to it repeatedly. All right. Well, this is gonna be my first time, so here you go. This is the Suicide Machines with your silence. Take it away.
rap, you'll be the first to go. You're 23. So when you're in Iraq, staring into the eyes of the man who's getting his gun missile streaming overhead, remember when he said politics don't concern you. What you gonna do? See the general kill on you. What you gonna do? You're just a pawn, you're just a tool. What you gonna do? Gonna die at the age of 23. What you gonna do? Still saying it doesn't concern me. That was your silence closing out the show here tonight. The Suicide Machines, who I've been away for for a while, and that surprised me, Chris, because when you think about the first album they put out, it's miles away from that, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah, there is some of the the poppier stuff on there, but they got a lot more serious with this record. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, that was about the war. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... Even more of a metal influence than yeah. I was even used to from yeah. him. And I think that's kind of cool. That, that that was closer to Refuse than, yeah. uh, you know, pop punk stuff. And that's what I day. fell in love with, the Suicide Machines. I still love Destruction by Definition. Yeah. But I like this record more because there's a lot more of that stuff on there. And I like the, I really like the, the punk. You can still hear the, like, the, the ska-ish influence even in that song. But it's still, like, in the in that little bridge section. Yeah. But then it's very metal and screaming and serious and emotional and I, I, I it's good i like it yeah well you schooled me today man <laughs> so not, i like that if i can learn something see that's every day yeah, that, that makes me happy that i could bring at least one thing to you that that that, that opens your eyes to something else so I, I never ever do that with music so all right let me uh before while, while we're closing the show out here i'm gonna throw some like quickies at you you know like people say the first thing that comes to mind i'm gonna throw some rock strikes 10 standards at you and that we're gonna end the show. So what we did, we did the first uh first C D you ever owned. You said it was Dookie. Dookie. First concert was Ozzy. Uh what's your favorite kiss song? First one that came to mind was Deuce. That's that there you go. Yeah. Okay. A favorite movie related to rock and roll? I'm gonna say Wow, first thing that came to mind was Rock and Roll High School. Alright. Alright. Ooh, I, I got a good one for you, because Chris, we, we have a mutual love of classic horror movies like the Slashers and, and some of the even more classic horror films, but one thing that, that some of our favorite bands like to do is get involved with the occasional horror movie. Chris, what is your favorite horror movie music theme, like tie-in, like, you know, the oh, movie? Cause I know you're gonna, I know you're gonna give me a good one, and you know what? I'm just gonna have you back for the Halloween episode later yeah. this year. We're gonna do horror movie related rock and roll songs. First thing that came to mind was Shocker. Ah, yeah, there yeah. you go. So I own that cassette tape, the Shocker yeah. soundtrack. So nice. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll, yeah, I'll stick with that. Cheesy, right. but um, yeah, I'll go with it. Oh, totally. I mean, the, how can you not love a soundtrack that has like Paul Stanley, Alice Cooper, Megadeth? All, yeah, they're yeah. all on there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I can you not love uh, an album where Mitch Pileggi raps? <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, oh, wait. Let me let me go back. My favorite, like, music kind of rockish influenced movie. I'm actually gonna go with Once. 
if you if you've never seen it. Oh, okay, yet. yeah, I have not seen it yet. It's I, I watch. I know it. you're a fan of the musical. I watch it yearly, and it's I mean it's 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 a bit softer. It's kind of a kind of a girly movie, but I love it. So I'm gonna go with that instead. That's all right. But hey, maybe there's uh, maybe there's some listeners out there. That, hey, it won that, an Oscar for best song. So understood, understood. Man or Muppet won Oscar last <laughs> right. year, so that, yeah. that's a little more in my wheelhouse. <laughs> right. But that's all right. Uh, Chris, you know, we, we talked about your favorite albums. Name off some random albums that you love that you want people to check out that they should check out. These are your runners up. Go list some, and we're just, and I'm just going to cut you off at one point. So go. <laughs> um, Rise Against, anything that they did. Uh, Welcome to My Nightmare, which I know everybody listens to your show knows about that. But that's that oh, that could have made the list. American Psycho, The Misfits. Yeah, what was the, why weren't those last two on your top ten, Chris? Because uh, I listen to these more. I know. I I'm, just, I'm just fucking with you, man. If, I, if Misfits, if American Psycho made it, you know the song I'll put on there. Dig up her bones. Yep. Yeah, love that song. What's your favorite song off? Welcome to my nightmare. Um, it's I, an it's a true album, top to bottom. I yeah. understand. But what what is your favorite favorite favorite? I think Black Widow. Oh yeah, Devil's Food, Black Widow. Yeah. Nice, great one. Um, I'm gonna go with Francis the Mute. Ooh, Mars Volta. Yeah, great record. I love Mars Volta. I love well, it's damn shame anything they, they did, but yeah. But I played Thomas Pridgen, the drummer for the Mars Volta, on my last episode. Yeah, with, uh, it's got a great new record with Doug Pennick. I'm gonna keep promoting that because I think it's really good. <laughs> what was the last new album that you really liked that you that you listen to consistently still, like over the last two or three years or something like that? Um, I listened to uh. Janelle Monae's album, uh, Archan Archandroid, yeah, yeah, she's, Archandroid, I think it's yeah. called. Yeah, she's good. She's yeah. she's got that classic soul influence yeah. for sure. I listen to that a lot. Um, so. Yeah, I I would go with that because that's the um, tightrope. I, I fell in love with that song. I yeah. listened to that constantly for like a year. Which oh yeah, and you sent me... comes <laughs> nowhere near what I just played. But... Yeah, that's all right. No, no, and and you sent me a nice message the other day. Uh, oh uh, yeah, about about Ghost. Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of Ghost. Yeah. Obviously, influence from you, but yeah, it was because there was a new pope. I figured it was appropriate to listen to Ghost for an entire week, which yeah. I did. So. That'll do something to you too, yeah. like when you get home, <laughs> yeah, and you kind of turn the key and you walk in the room, you're like, "All right, turn the light on." <laughs> right. yeah, still, but yeah, there we go. We can. This is what we do. It's equal Janelle Monae, Ghost, Mars Volta, Green Day. We love all. We were. I like that we're very all inclusive. You have to be. You have to be pretty terrible for us not to give you a chance so. <laughs> right and uh that's what that's what rock and roll is all about so chris i want to thank you for coming on the show i want to thank you for sacrificing sleep to be on rock strikes hey, i enjoyed it day. it was fun so i just want to mention one other song uh i can't really recommend this album because it was never released but uh amy allen i really fell in love with a lot of her earlier stuff i actually listened to her latest record which is more like a folk kind of record which is actually really good i really like her voice but i'd start a revolution is like one of my favorite songs of all time was that like maybe like on youtube or something yeah you can find it on youtube yeah you can find actually the whole album on youtube in pieces okay so but it was something with the record deal like she got dropped from her label but they kept the songs and like didn't let her release them oh you mean labels do shitty stuff like that (laughs) right yeah god so i think it was actually used for some the theme song for some politician a few years ago but yeah, it was also the soundtrack or the intro song to the Birds of Prey TV show. Okay. Short-lived. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I'd start a revolution if I could get up in the morning. I think it's the full name. Nice. So, yeah. Well, like I said, 
That's going to do it tonight. Please join us on the next episode. Go to cnjradio.com for everything about Rock Strikes 10 and everything about the flagship show, the Wrestling House Show, as well as the brand new show, The Synaptic. I failed to mention on the last show, but The Synaptic is a great show, a true alternative. You need to check it out. Um, You know, I'm going to take this opportunity also. A great podcast, music-related podcast you should listen to is The Bull Pit uh, by my friend John Dist. That's a great show. Go listen to that. Has nothing to do with cnjradio.com, but let's help out some other shows. Also, Decibel Geek Podcast, Chris Senzak and Eric Camaro. You guys are great. Chris, my my best friend, you are the man. I want to thank you for being on the show and being the special guest and picking the records. Sure. Making it easy for me tonight. It's fun, yeah. Yeah. And also, a, a final thanks to the members and all members of the Vandals, the Suicide Machines, Rancid, Fountains of Wayne, Dream Theater, Refuse, Real Big Fish, Green Day, Goldfinger, and Anthrax. That sounds like 10, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you make the music. We merely just love it and play it to the people. Thank you very much for your contribution. The show wouldn't be anything without you guys. So thank you very much for making the music. Go support the people that make the music and buy those records. Yeah. Thank you very much. See you on the next one and have fun. Ba-da-da-da-da-da.